do you think that your picture with Mike Portnoy would blow up to the level of it, that it did with such positivity and such love from your fans? I'm joined by the singer of Dream Theatre, Mr. James Labrie. Yes. Hey, how, how are you doing, Ollie? I am. I am delicious. How are you, sir? Oh, Jesus. I don't know. Right. I, you might not want to say that around me right now. I'm very hungry. <laughs> oh, I was worried <laughs> you were going to say something else. You're delicious. I was not <laughs> expecting that. That's well, good. I like good. that comeback. Okay. I like to use I, I like to use fun words. It it, you know, mm-hmm. it makes for an interesting time. Um, Absolutely. James, firstly, yes. may I say congratulations yeah. on Beautiful Shade of Grey, A View from the Top oh. of the World, and your Grammy. You have yeah, won a Grammy. You've done it. That's freaking what? What? we did? No, you know what? It's amazing. Uh, I, uh, you know, you know, we've been nominees twice before. Mm-hmm. So third time's a charm, right? And yeah. um, listen, you know, with all due respect, we, we were up against formidable, uh, you know, like uh you know uh, these these other bands being yeah. uh you know uh, wow i can't even think of them right now holy <laughs> shit wow this is too early hang on listen i'm having gonna... my first coffee no that's okay? good that's as good. you can see that's whiskey no, but definitely. i mean no uh you, you know deftones mastodon yeah uh what's his name there freaking crazy wild you were you, you, uh, you were up against rob zombie holy shit <laughs> I'm really slow today. Wow. Okay. <laughs> no, so right there, those three bands, <laughs> right? They, they've been around for a while. Yeah, but so have you, you know, Deftones, I love those guys. Mastodon, I love those guys. Amazing freaking talent. Um, Rob Zombie. Yeah. Great. You know, I mean, it, the guy's been around since the 90s. I remember being out on the Images and Words tour and hearing Rob Zombie all over the freaking uh, radio. Like he was just huge, huge, you know? And uh, I, I actually went down to see uh, to see some of my my tech buddies that were out with uh, Rob Zombie uh, mm-hmm. a few years ago. This would I, I don't know. He, he was out with. Uh, uh, and, uh, who cares? Who cares who he's out with? But he, he put on a freaking amazing show. <laughs> yeah who cares who he, he was uh, meanwhile they're going wait man, it's freaking free advertising. Don't you remember you know, Marilyn Manson? He was out with. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's incredible. Um, has your Grammy arrived yet? Yes, it has. Are yeah. you using it? I already a... sold it on eBay. <laughs> Are you using it as a doorstop? Yeah. Is it on the yeah. fireplace? Like yeah. what? <laughs> oh yeah. Do you know that you have to sign a waiver? Did you know that? Do you really? Yes, you well, do. Well, no, no, we don't know that. Day. I've never won a Grammy. I've never won an award. Oh, I thought you did. I thought you did. I thought you won a few. Yeah. And and the Golden Globe Awards. Yeah, okay, so right? so no, actually they 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 send you a contract, it's a or whatever, a document, and you have to sign it and within that document the literature reads that if you are able uh ever cuz what they do is there's a serial number with each with uh each wow. Grammy, obviously. Wow. And uh if it's found that it you sold that particular Grammy, you will be fined severely. <gasps> How much? Yeah. I well, they're not like you guys that, could afford it whatever, you're a grammy you know, award-winning you know, band now don't worry about enough it for a couple big macs i don't know <laughs> you know i don't know i i have no idea but i i wow. i would imagine it would be severe not to mention embarrassing and why the hell would you want to 
Wow. You know, I guess with somebody like Bruce Springsteen, it has what? What, what does he have? Like freaking 20? Oh, yeah. It's, 20 it's Grammys. Got but I mean, still at the same time, you know, it's something to be proud of. And um, it's incredible. You know, it, it, it's uh, yeah, it's a recognition within the uh, uh, well, the, the Grammy, uh, you know, do you, do you know uh, for- has has obviously acknowledged Dream Theater, which is amazing being who and what we are musically, even though we are eclectic and we, you know, we touch on more of the simpler forms of music as well. Uh, just to be recognized for who and what we are, that, that's a big nod. That's a huge nod. For, for me, like, as a fan, I really was so happy when you got that. I felt it was so deserved. And I, I was, mm-hmm. I was, though I, you know, we, we're not best buds or anything like that. I, I, I felt yeah. so proud of you guys. You know, I had a real, there was a, a real kind of moment of euphoria for me when you, when you got that. So um, massive congratulations. Mm-hmm. Now, well, thank we, you. And, and I think a lot of the fans felt the same way, you know, I, that they were as excited as we were just because of, you know, that they, they know that we've, uh, You've waited. What we've done throughout our career, and uh, they mm. thought, well, it's about time that we get recognized, for sure. One of the questions, James, I always kind of want to start my interviews with is a question that always generates quite an interesting answer. I've asked mm. your a couple of your I'm fellow I'm not back. answering this. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> All right. I, There's but, your interesting answer. No. Wait, wait. It's non-existent. <laughs> James, Stop it yeah. now. Come on, behave. Um, okay, I'm trying. <laughs> Trust me. What is... I get, I get nicer <laughs> as more of these go down my throat. You don't yeah. fucking need any more of them. Um, what is, in your career, what has yeah. been the biggest spinal tap moment? Oh, shit. Uh, that's easy. Oh, Holy really? Go shit. on, go. Oh, my God, man. Okay, so 1998, Rock and Reel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dream Theater's first time down in South America, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I uh, went on stage in front of, I don't know what it was, 75,000 people. And wow. I go running up to the top of the, to the front of the stage. And my and in slow motion, I see my right shoe going <laughs> over my head because I guess for whatever reason, I remember tying it. But obviously, I didn't tie it very well. And I usually double knot. Okay. Place. Right. So, so obviously whatever happened and my shoe was flying over, and there I was like walking around. So I kicked off my other shoe. So I would just be on stage, you know, not looking like I'm, I'm limping or I got uneven leg lengths. Yeah. But uh, so anyways, yeah, that that's probably. And then I can I can tell you the second most we were out with uh, Queensryche and we were at the yes. Warner uh whatever it was called the warner freaking uh shed in okay. uh, cleveland and i, I like went out did you say I it did the big i did the big rock like you know like where you you you, you jump down your legs are out boom right. like that and uh and my leg and and i i don't wear underwear okay <laughs> so my freaking pants ripped right from the <laughs> right from the back right up to the front yeah no. so what i did is i turned around to the crowd and i freaking showed them my ass and then i <laughs> ran off stage i had to wait i had to wait until uh the guys got into an instrumental section then i ran off stage and freaking the 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 uh the our drum tech uh Der- uh eric disrude who's been with us forever great guy yeah. i love him he comes running out to me uh, like side stage with gaff tape like he was gonna gaff tape my oh freaking my pants up. God. I said, Fuck that. Give me my other <laughs> pair. Give me the another pair of pants out of my wardrobe. So he was great. He helped me out. 
Thank oh, you, no. Eric, once again. <laughs> and he got me another pair of pants. I had to rip them off, take them, no. put the other pants on, and then get back on <gasps> stage. Yeah. So that's that. that that's that uh, there you go. You got twice. You got you <laughs> got a big bang for your buck there. <laughs> I did. I did. I love that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You're you've you are as a, collectively and individually as a band. You guys, you guys are never not busy. All of you have got yeah. solo projects, uh-huh. or most of you, should I say, have got solo projects. And you've also got your band, which at the, in, at the moment, Dream Theatre, are in the middle of a world tour. Do you mm-hmm. think, James, that having the creative outlook of a, uh, a solo project is imperative to a band's long-term survival within the industry? You know, do you think Dream Theatre would have uh- been going for as long as they would if you guys couldn't do other things? Well, no, we wouldn't have been. Uh, I, well, then again, I mean, you know, it, uh, listen, I mean, Getty Lee uh, released his first solo album, My Favorite Headache, which I still absolutely love and adore. I think mm-hmm. that's a phenomenal album. And then uh, Alex Lifeson uh, did the same, you know, and uh, but it wasn't until what those guys were like 30 something years into their career that they did something like that. Sure. But I think with with a with a band like Dream Theater, uh, that's just kind of who we are individually is that we yes. you know we always want to be stirring the pot and and seeing what else is out there and i think by because we work with other musicians and because we wanted to dabble into you know showing other sides of us yes uh, musically it only added to dream theater's depth and mm. profoundness you know musically speaking because you yes, grow yes, there, yes. you know you evolve from every experience i've always thought that's that stands true for each and every one of us. Uh, it's through your experiences that you grow mm. and from growing, you become wiser. You know, your, your knowledge base yes. is much more expansive. So I think it, it all benefits dream theater at the end of the day, not to mention individually. And um, mm. yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just who we are. Like, you know, I mean uh, I'm already starting to write new, uh, I already have a whole bunch of new ideas for, the next follow-up to beautiful shade of gray wow and same with paul paul Logue, uh love the man dearly um who i wrote beautiful shade of gray with yes uh you know we were just talking yesterday and, and chance uh you know the drummer mm-hmm. and uh uh we were just talking uh the other day and we, we were all like saying you know let's get on let's move on because wow. th- this is just who we are like you, you just have to you know the only the way that you you can't sit around you become stagnant so yes, you should yes. keep doing things that stimulate you and then make you that much richer because of that. Yes, that's very monetarily speaking. Yeah, now. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, talk, talking of um, richer, um, the the music industry has changed so much mm. since oh, yeah. you you have, have have been involved in it, and and I think actually a band like you guys have seen a span of time whereby you were probably when you were younger involved in the tape trading scene. And now we're seeing things like Spotify where artists mm-hmm. are, are getting paid next to nothing. Do you think that the internet and everything that is involved with the internet, including social media, do you think that is a positive tool for bands or do you think that life pre-internet was better? Yeah. Well, it's a necessary evil, correct? Yeah. Because nowadays that is your, your way of, uh, you know, promotion. And that is your way of staying relevant and current is that the only way that people are going to 
access who and what you are currently is by going on to these streaming platforms. Yes. So whatever it is that you listen through and, and that's it. Like we, we are to a certain degree, we, we are held hostage because if you don't want to follow and you want to stay in the game and you don't want to go by those means, then see you later, you know, sayonara, because it's just, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I think it's, it's unfortunate. I think that's, uh, I think to some degree, it's fortunate for young and upcoming bands because they can, you know, like right here, I'm sitting in my basement in my, what the hell just happened here? Come on there, you. <laughs> wow. I have no idea what just happened. Uh, sorry. I just got darker on you. This thing just popped. You little Boston. <laughs> you went Scottish. Well, sorry about that. Anyway, that's all right. But here, I'm, I'm right here in my studio in my basement. And back behind the curtain is, is where, you know, I did all my vocals for Beautiful Shade of Grey and many other mm-hmm. things. And so you so the, the younger demographic, uh, they can set up basically anywhere in their bedroom if they want and, uh, you know, start to record an album and then mm-hmm. get it out there and promote it themselves and get it onto Spotify and, yes. and yeah. whatever else, you know, iTunes and that. Um, but it's it's to go from there. Where do you go? You know, and then it's mm-hmm. all based on streams, you know, and followers. How many monthly mm-hmm. followers do you have? And that and that from the labels today perspective is that's what they look at, because wow. that, in a sense, is what we used to look at is how many albums have you sold? Yes. You know, and what did yes. you do on your last album? Now it's how many streams and how many followers. And it's just it's a di- it's a different language, but it all points to the same thing. How popular mm-hmm. are you or do we have a situation here? That if we cultivate it, it's going to be something that is tangible and the commodity becomes, you know, uh, obvious. Mm. So, uh, you know, and even my son, uh, uh, Chance, he's in a band called Falset. I know. I know. Uh, know And, you know, so I see him right now and and those guys are doing amazing. They Mm. they just hit two million streams, you know, uh, on Spotify. So they're doing great. But at the same time, I see that they have to work that much harder. And when they go touring. I said to him, I said, you know, you're, you're, you know what you're going to be doing. You're going to be living in a van down by the river, you know, because basically you're going to be touring with five other bands in these little clubs. And mm. that's how you're going to build it from there. And then you hopefully get to a point where you're like, you know, like I said, the best example from for you guys would be to get up to like, bring me the horizons level. Whereas those guys, like they had to eat dirt for a while and then mm. really get themselves. Look at them today. You know, they're huge. But anyways, that's just that's just the way it is now, Ollie. That's that's the nature of the beast. And yeah. it's 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 an interesting one, you know, especially you're talking about um, social media and, and followers being so important with with social media being said, I, I really want to ask you a question and I want to ask it in the most sensitive but respectful way possible. Did you think that your picture with Mike Portnoy would blow up? to the level of it that it did with such positivity and such love from your fans. To, to be completely honest with you, I didn't, I didn't even think about it because at the moment it was just about two guys with huge history. Yeah. Musically speaking, um, yeah. we're able to come to terms to, to realize that, Hey, you know, we got to let go of all this negativity and how long mm. are we going to carry this freaking monkey on our backs? Um, that we just have, to, we, we need to move on. So at the time with that, you know, Mike said, Hey, let's do a pick, you know? And, and I said, yeah, man, for, 
for course. sure. Let's do yeah. one. Yeah. And then it went kaboom. I, <laughs> yeah, I, to, it to, to me, to me, like when that happened, I was kind of like, yeah, I can see that because, sure. you know, we, we do have millions of fans around the world. Yeah. And uh, so to me, it was it was a, a nice uh, kind of affirmation on mm-hmm. who and what we were yes. and what we are to so many fans. And even Mike said, you know, he says, you know, it's, it, it's cool to see that that reaction. Right. And I said, yeah, right. absolutely. And I said, you know, uh, I, I kind of figured something like that uh, would would, you know, would come from uh, something as as indelible as that that picture kind of left on so many people. Oh, yeah. It was it was incredible. It was it was amazing. Um, and it was you know, it was nice to and it was nice to see um, your tour. I must talk to you about the, the current Dream right. Theater tour for um, the view from the top of the world. I saw you at Wembley. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I was absolutely shit faced. I was trying to dance in 1916. Wasn't happening. Um, but <laughs> you so actually now you know how it. we feel. Now you know how we feel on stage. Yeah. Yeah. OK, now groove to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh that's cool that you were there of course of course genuinely i wouldn't have missed it for the world well i mean i might have missed it for the world but you know i i'm a huge huge dream theater fan so Mm -hmm. um you know that was it was a great show um i i think james and i'm not blowing smoke here i think a view from Mm -hmm. the top of the world is vocally your one of your strongest performances I mm. loved the 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 live version of of you know of what you brought to the table. I think in the album itself there were some. I think the vocals stole the show. If I'm being completely honest, it wow. was so there That's were so cool, many man. great hooks in there, and I loved the harmonies. Um, you know, answering the call, my ears mm. had an actual orgasm when I heard that song. I was like, yeah. uh, you know, um, yeah. wow, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, wow, it's like, true. And listen, I just had so many thoughts and feelings that just went through me at that <laughs> moment. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. You're freaking me out, man. Okay, go ahead. No, no. You know what? I'm glad you brought up that song because, you know, so many people did gravitate towards that song. The other one of my other favorites on the album. I mean, answering the call is definitely one of my favorites. I just Mm. love the groove. Me too. And and then the the, the lyric and the mess and the melody uh, that surrounds that that uh, that song. And then Sleeping Giant is another one that I think Mm. is is a classic. And then obviously the opus on, on the album. But but that's that's really cool. And, and so many people have talked about this, this album, the way that it hit them and that, it, you yes. know, it was classic dream theater. Yes. I think I think for uh, even distance over time re- resonated with so many mm-hmm. uh, fans just because we kind of mix things up. And, you know, the songs in a dream theater sense were shorter and more concise mm. and to the point in that. Whereas this album, A View from the Top of the World, we were like, oh, you know what? The sky's the limit. Let's just go. And who cares about time? You know, it's just, we're just going to write the song. And if it's 15 mm. minutes long, great. If it's eight minutes, great. Three minutes, whatever. So, uh, you know, it, it was really cool to see the reaction of the fans. And I, and I think it, it is due to the the material. And, uh, um, I, and I appreciate what you're saying about the vocals. That's cool. You know, uh, hey, you know, it was the first time that uh, that I I had. Well, it was at Dream Theater headquarters, right? Our studio there down in New York. And um, it was the first time I got together with John and and just kind of like we were able to hang out. Sure. And uh, and just have fun doing that, that whole process. But uh, yeah, it was cool. I I know. I know that, you know, sometimes you're I guess 
you've even brought it up in your life performances, you know, kind of the trolls online. Um, I I just want you to know from a personal point of view, everyone has got your fucking back, man. Everyone loves you. Um, And uh, no, it's, it's, it's true, man. And I, and I, it's a difficult topic to to bring up and and be respectful of, but I I just wanted you to know that like, you know, one mean comment, you know, against someone's playing or whatever. And then just remember the millions and millions of people that come yeah. to your shows, that buy your albums, that wear mm-hmm. the t-shirts. And that's just me. Um, right. but I just wanted you to know that. that no, I appreciate that. Everyone's I, got I mean, back. you know, you have, you have to be in the trenches yourself to listen. I picked it. So, I mean, if somebody wants to throw insults my way and they want to be disrespectful and shallow and insensitive and callous mm-hmm. and, then that that just says to me that's the you know that that points to your character and that points to your personality mm-hmm. as a person and meanwhile maybe you should work more on yourself than than critiquing others and the Definitely. thing is, is you know i always point to the fact that neil peart said it best he always said you know what other uh situation in life are you expected to be 100 every time you go on stage you know and he says right. that that's what it is he says but when we when we walk around we are we are not an infallible no uh, creature we are no. we we are you know not perfect and uh and that's fine you know look at it we're out there we're doing two three hour shows and yes. each each and every one of us in the band knows that we have a lot to freaking live up to every night yes. we go out on stage but we're also human beings and if we can't you know deliver the goods at a hundred percent then we'll deliver them best we can and then we have to move on and when you talk to enough musicians around the world and especially singers who, mm. you know, have come up to me over the years, whether they be the singers from the bands that are backing us up or just singers in general that I bump mm. into around the world. You know, they're mm. all saying the same thing, man. Hey, you know, I get freaking creamed here and I get freaking plastered here. And why is that? And I'm like, fucking just, you know what? Grow some alligator skin because yes. it, you just got to shake it off and you got to move on. And, and if so that's, true. you know, the, those people look at, it's not somebody that I'd want as a friend and I don't care. And if it makes them feel better, then so be it. But you know, as far as I'm concerned, see you later. Bye. I totally, definitely, definitely agree. And in in that kind of same, same vein, James, what I think it's fair to say that COVID has impacted the music industry. Oh my God. Enormously. And, and it's, it's, I suppose for you guys, you were in a position where you've got a brand, you've got your product. Mm-hmm. It was put on the shelf for a couple of years, but you yeah. were lucky that, yeah. you know, you could sell out Wembley two years later. You know, you could go on a world tour. You know, all these amazing things are happening because you're mm-hmm. already a distinguished band within the scene. Correct. But I think yeah. that COVID has impacted the emerging scene so much. Oh, yeah. And, and, and the music industry internationally is on its life support machine still. What would your advice? Motors are losing their freaking shirts, man. You know? Yeah. Because there's the COVID hangover that, that's still out there. Yes. What, what uh, yeah, I was going to ask, sorry, what I was going to ask was, what would your advice be to an, an unsigned band or a band on a white label or DIY label that, that really wanted to push themselves to progress to where? you not only with your solo stuff but where you know where you are with dream theater how would they get to that point in the current climate of a very turbulent 21st music industry 21st century music industry get a job at a grocery store and then uh you know no, i'm kidding, I'm kidding. Jesus i was wondering Christ. where the You're fuck you were going with that <laughs> he's like what does freaking groceries have to do with 
freaking this this question. I thought it was going to be Jesus. some big beautiful analogy. No, and I was okay. like, oh, hang on, so, you the, know, the melons are the industry, the lemons are the, the business yeah. side. Well, his metaphors are really <laughs> unique. But anyways, uh, no, uh, I would say, listen, hey, hey, how many bands do we know of? Uh, it's numerous. It's 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 on it's unfathomable how many bands had to call it quits during the covid because yeah. they just said that they can't they couldn't financially survive so yes. you know the, they moved on to getting a more stable situation job wise mm -hmm. um and and i think it's really unfortunate because there were a lot of great bands that you heard or you read about that uh you know they're no longer together or they had mm -hmm. to just move on to another situation that was more you know affordable for them um Yes, but for for look, I I don't think that it's changed. Much. Okay, COVID, yeah, it did. It not only knocked the the music industry internationally and globally uh, on its ass, if I may say, be so no, bold no, as please. to say, it, say it, ass, did that, it did that to everything and everyone. Like we heard of millions and millions of people losing their jobs, millions of people losing their homes. You know, and their way of life and their lifestyle. Mm. So I would still say to any emerging or any, uh, you know, new bands that are coming out and are, and are just starting to, you know, feel that they're hitting their stride or they're, mm. they, they want to hit their stride. Look, it, it's, it hasn't changed. I mean, when we were uh, chasing our dreams, it, it took a lot of perseverance, a lot of determination, you know, a lot of tenacity. And I think that that's still that still is true today. Yes. And, um, you know, as long as you really feel that you have something and look, you don't need anybody to grease your ego. Okay. You know, deep down inside, whether you have something to offer yes. musically, individually, if, mm. if there's something that you are on your instrument or as a singer, that you have something to offer that is unique mm. and something that given the right opportunity will resonate with the masses. And as, so it's, it's a matter of you getting to that point where you are recognized for your true and unique talent. Mm -hmm. And it, it, you know, an, a band also has to look at themselves and first and foremost, do you have the songs? Do you, are the songs right? You know, when, if you were to sit down and listen to those songs, you don't need anybody to tell you, Hey man, that song kicks ass mm -hmm. or Hey man, mm, I'm not really feeling it. Uh, yeah, it's okay. You know, like, Listen, I, I think that everyone and anyone can be completely honest with themselves. Instinctually, yes. we, we feel something immediately. And mm -hmm. it's just you need no affirmation. You know, you need no confirmation from anything else or anyone else. It's mm -hmm. just it's there or it's not. But if you have all those elements and you have all the, the traits that it takes to possibly and fortunately be able to do something in this, in this industry and, and make it a career, then, Hey man, then you do everything you can and you stick with it and just go for it and break down every wall that you got to break down to make it happen. And that's you, my, that's my, my, my suggestion. That's, that's that is amazing advice. And I think James, as a band, you have evidenced so much and given so yeah. much inspiration to other artists that you don't have to follow the machine in order no. to, to get the, 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 the love and support that, that you guys um, deserve or, or you could get, you know, as an artist, I, I wanted right. to ask you um, 
one one thing while I've got you here. What what, what song do you think represents Dream Theater's entire sound? What one song of oh, yours? Yeah. And I think it would be cool perhaps not to include the brand new album in that because yeah. that album is going to be so fresh in your mind. I think it would be quite interesting to see where you would go. Yeah. Uh, I would think that it's living on a prayer by Bon Jovi. That, that's one. It's such Holy a Jesus. dick. <laughs> For fuck's sake, like, man. Wait a minute. What? Jesus Christ. What? He just lost it. He lost it, man. He snapped. Okay. You know, I don't know, man. I mean, hey, listen, you, you got a song like Six Degrees of Inner Turbulence. Oh, yeah. That, that, that kind of touches on every freaking level of what dream theater uh octavarian same thing you know that the end let's let hey look at okay so when i look at songs like you see you you can't you can't do that to me first of all (laughs) okay you can't you can't have me coming down to one song i can hey i can and i have pale blue dot oh great tune at wit's end come on like these songs epitomize who and what we are all about like i just said earlier in the interview Jesus Christ, it's not done yet. Uh, I said earlier in the interview, <laughs> Sleeping Giant, okay? You know, there's another freaking classic dream theater and and the opus, A View from the Top of the World. So yeah, I yeah. think there's... Uh, you just got to go through everything down, <laughs> To put it down to one song, yeah. I, I think, with all due respect, Ollie, and there's little of it, uh, I, I would think that, you know, to put it down to one song would do us a disservice. okay. No, I get because that. there get are that. so many moments throughout our career where that, you know, where, where it is eclectic in, in one piece, we touch upon so many styles. And that's really what has mm. described or identified us with our 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 fans around the world. And so it's it's all of that. It's the continuation of being who and what we are that has, you know, given us that identity from from way the hell back, you know. Yeah, James. I, I, honestly, I I have been told that you are hilarious, and you have absolutely lived up to those expectations <laughs> and descriptions. Um, I don't know how, where, how else to do it. My mother was like, <laughs> "If you'd ever met my mother, man, oh my god, she was freaking what a card. She'd okay. have you just busting a gut every time you were around her." But anyways, oh, thank you. But yeah. no, but but genuinely, mm. I really appreciate you coming on and, and taking the time to, to hang with us. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been a pleasure, um, especially for me, because I, as everybody knows, I am a dream theater fanatic. So thank, oh, thank you so you. much. Thank you. Hey, listen, in the future, man, like, you know, like in years to come, I think instead of having the big hello in the background, you should have your name because it'll get to a point where I won't remember names. That's all right. Just call me hello. <laughs> I almost did. <laughs> and then you should have two. Oh, I'm sorry, man.